live full and die empty. I like getting money, I got time to get it. Target on me, so my car's a tenny. Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it. Bobbing in the dash, and the stick is with it. And I hit the four or five on the wet. What's going on, baby? It's Jacob Hagerman. This is episode one of Hacking It with Hagerman. And what this podcast is going to be about is going to be everything about my some of my fucked up life as a kid, but also how I turned it around and became a damn good salesman. So what I want to do is I want to start out pretty much when I was a kid, man. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I grew up poor as hell. I'm talking like we didn't have food, we didn't have water, you know, no no electricity was on, jumping house to house. I mean, it was pretty bad. And... Uh, so I, I always grew up without a lot of clothes, a lot of just not a lot of nice things in life. Like it kind of sucked. I'm gonna be completely honest. And uh, you know, I kind of use that to my strengths because I don't really need a lot of things. I'm not high maintenance. You know, especially now at 20 years old, I don't care a lot about the finer things in life. But uh, what it did was it kind of humbled me. You know, because my father, you know, rest in peace. He, uh, you know, he was addicted to drugs, in and out of jail. You know, he was kind of abusive. Like I'm gonna be honest, I got my ass beat as a kid. And uh, so, I mean, I was pretty used to, you know, the hard life, the struggles, you know, growing up. And uh, really, at the end of the day, it, uh, it molded me into the man I was. Because at 12 years old, I watched my father get murdered right in front of me. And uh, it was kind of a hard time because, you know, that's still your father. You know, it's somebody you look up to, somebody who's supposed to teach you everything about being a man. And, uh, you know, it was kind of taken away in like a little quick as a snap, gone. And, uh, you know, the, the guys that did it, you know, they got arrested, you know, and uh, not a single one of them served a day in jail. Like, they got away scot-fucking-free. And so it was really tough because, you know, my brother was still in high school. You know, I was 12 years old, so I'm in middle school at the time. And uh, what they did was once they got released, you know, he was he was pronounced dead before, and they were released from jail faster than he died, you know, because it took him two days and three nights, you know, before he actually passed away. And uh, so they were all released back on the streets doing their own thing. And uh, they were throwing a lot of threats with, like, my family, my mom, older brother Alex. And uh, so we decided to pack up life, move down to Clinton, Arkansas, a town with 2,500 people in it, a graduating class of 100 people. Well, my brother Alex stayed back home in Indiana. You know, he had his wife and his daughter, Audrey. And I had to restart life. And I uh, started out in the eighth grade and had to remake friends. You know, you know. at first, I'm going to be honest, I was that weird kid just because, uh, you know, I was kind of going through a lot of hardships in life at the time, especially restarting life. I didn't know what direction I wanted to go. But I adopted the small town thinking. And what that is is that you really, you never really grow up. You never really get out of that town. And I always knew I was destined for more. I had a lot of people tell me, like, Jacob, you're super mature. And it was from, well, you know, I had to grow up really fast. I hold, hold my mom while she cries. You know, some nights, you know, being 12 years old, that's kind of a hard deal. But I had to grow up very fast. I didn't really have much of a childhood, you know, abused, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of bad things in life. But I didn't really let that stop me. You know, I saw the silver linings in the cloud because, you know, because of all of that, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm so sorry you lost your dad. I'm like, well, what I'm about to say is going to kind of kind of be weird, but it's the best, worst thing that ever happened to me. Because everything in life is a little bit just extra after that. You know, I was actually, I was very close to getting hit that night as well. And, uh, you know, it was one of those situations to where, 
you know, now I just got to start living life to the fullest because I've seen it be taken away from me so fast. And so I decided that, you know, it was the best worst thing to happen to me because it moved me away from Indiana, moved me down to Arkansas. I was able to restart life. And I was just able to be the man I wanted to be and just change everything, you know, tell people who I was. And they really didn't have, you know, they didn't really know anything about what happened in my past until I let them know. And so it was a, it was a nice little change of pace, you know, definitely a gorgeous place to live. But I had a lot of people tell me, Jacob, you're, you're destined for greatness. You know, you're going to be something big in life. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. You know, yeah, that's nice. That's cool. I, don't, I just don't see it. And, you know, so a small town thinking really got to me. But, you know, once I graduated high school, I was like, well, you know what? I'm not going to do the cookie cutter life. Go to college, you know, spend, you know, a couple hundred grand, learn how to make 70 grand, and then live life in student loan debt for the rest of your life. You know, that just wasn't for me. So I decided, well, you know what? I need a summer job. So I get on Indeed. And by getting on Indeed, I was looking for salesman jobs because I was like, oh, I like talking to people. I can persuade people pretty easily. You know, it should be an easy thing for me. So I found a dealership, Crane Hyundai of Conway. I put my application in. I can't believe they even accepted it to begin with just because of my age. And, well, they accepted me. I had an interview. And, you know, I rocked the interview. I did a pretty good job. You know, well, since I got the job, I did a damn good job. But there was a hell of a lot of people that were interviewed through those couple of days in the interviewing process, and they they had this entire room for orientation. And, you know, I can just look around. I can tell who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. You know, I was, I was, I was pretty confident I was going to make it. And, uh, you know, so I get the call, and they're like, hey, yeah, go take the drug test. You know, you're going to start on Monday. And I was like, dude, great, got a job. Went home, told my mom. I was like, yeah, mom, I got a job. She was like, nice, nice. You know, now you got a job for the summer. And then, uh, well, there was no training involved, so I just kind of thrown to the wolves, start training, start selling cars, do everything you can to make your money. And uh, so I did that. You know, it was a sink or swim, and I decided that uh, I'm be the Michael Phelps of my family, so I'm, I'm going to start swimming. And uh, that I did. You know, I started making some good money, made some good commission checks. And uh, if you could hear the phone call of when I told my mom I'm not going to college, I guarantee you that's a million-dollar phone call because uh, she was distraught. She was like, what in the world are you doing? And I was like, Mom, I'm going to be a sales guy. There's a lot of money to be made here, and I don't have to go to college for it. So, you know, at first she was really hesitant, really reluctant. She was like, Jacob, don't do this. Go to college. Go to college. Well, I started making me some money, you know, had a couple of good months, and I showed her my commission checks, and she was like, all right, baby, go do your thing. Go be a car salesman. And I was like, I will, absolutely. So I started rocking and rolling, and I then you know, met this girl, you know, fell in love, you know, young and in love. And so I switched dealerships because of who her family is. You know, they're an amazing, amazing family, you know, super family oriented. They're just great people all around. But I changed dealerships to a Kia store. And that right there, you know, I met my manager, Justin Morgan, you know, just a damn good guy, you know, army. And he found Andy Elliott on YouTube one night. And, you know, I was his little warrior, his little sales guy. So he found Andy Elliott on YouTube, started training, and he was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the seminar. So Justin goes to the seminar, loves what he's doing. He's like, all right, Jacob, well, you're going to be my warrior, so you're going to go to the next seminar. I was like, okay, yeah, great, done. Well, Andy Elliott calls me in the middle of the night. I don't know how he got my number, but I'm guessing Justin Morgan gave it to him. Thank you, brother. I wouldn't be here without you. And so, you know, I come out to the June Master Closure Seminar, and I start training. You know, I was going crazy with it. You know, I built my own Facebook page. And next, I wanted to brand myself. 
And what Andy did was Andy gave me the tools to use my words in a sense where it was, I was lethal with my words. Like everything I said was, you know, just moving the sale forward. I got really good at closing deals, overcoming objections. And at, you know, 19, 20 years old, I was like, damn, I'm getting pretty good at this. So now I always set my bar pretty high. And uh, what I decided to do was just make myself less obscure in the car sales world. I wanted everybody to know who I was. You know, I, wanted, I branded myself as the Car Connect. I wanted people to just be able to go up on Facebook, you know, see my page, you know, see exactly who I am, make an opinion on me in like 30 seconds or less, and then decide whether or not they want to do business with me. So I did a lot of Facebook Lives, you know, just setting myself apart. And, you know, thankfully, Justin would always be like, hey, how many posts have you done today, guy? And I'd be like, dude, I got nothing. And he'd be like, okay, go, go figure some shit out. Go post it. You need to be consistent. So through the consistency and the discipline of me posting, I was able to put 2,000 people on this, you know, this Facebook page. And just by doing that, you know, I was able to have referrals, have reviews, have social proofing that I was a good salesman. And so I did a lot of deals, a lot of referrals, and a lot of just a lot of my customers came from that page. And so that was my little baby. You know, I always thought to myself, that page is going to make me a million dollars one day. So all I did was post, you know, positive content, you know, say thank you to my customers, say congratulations, you know, share their posts, you know, whenever they I take a picture of them or do a video. And I came up with some pretty neat ideas such as dashboard diaries. And I'm super proud of this one, all right? So me and Justin, we were brainstorming one day. And we we're like, hey, we got to do something different. You know, a picture says a thousand words. Well, uh, a video says them all. So what we did was decided that we should put a camera in the dashboard. And I'd go, hey, guys, it's Jacob the Car Connect. I've got so-and-so here. They just bought this beautiful car, traded in their car, made it super easy. They're in and out here less than an hour. And I would turn to them and say, how was your time here dealing with me? And if they just bought a car, well, hell, they're going to tell you the best news in the damn world. So I used that to my advantage, you know, and I had a lot of customers that just gave me awesome reviews. And what I, you know, I just started just taking that and going, going crazy with it. You know, I was having, you know, hashtag dashboard diaries and my customers, they can go to my page and they can see other customers and what they're saying about me. So it was just a massive case of social proofing. So I took Andy Elliott's training and I, you know, took a little bit of my own thinking of my own ways of branding myself. And I did that in a sense to where now I was a self-sufficient businessman. And I was getting so many people reaching out to me and I was like, okay, well, I'm tired of filling out credit applications. So I built a website, my own personal website, and I put it on my Facebook page and people can go there, fill out a credit application and it would go to a secured email. You know, it was backed by an SSL certificate. But I was just, I was, I'm going to be honest, I was probably the laziest car salesman who, uh, who was doing pretty good. You know, I just wanted to do everything the easy way, you know, have automation, you know, have my own website, my own Facebook business page to where I don't really have to find people. They just find me and I sell them cars. And so that's exactly what I did. And I got really good at building, you know, that Facebook page, building a landing page, what type of content, how to, you know, nurture that content, how to nurture the people who interact with your page and how to get great organic reach. And so that's really what I was able to do was just to set myself a little bit different than the rest of the other salesmen because, in, in all honestly, in like the next two to three years, you know, car sales is going to completely shift. You know, they say the market will shift, you know, after COVID, you know, COVID fucking sucked for everybody. And then just literally a month ago, everybody has their biggest lives, you know, the biggest months that they've ever had in the car business because it just rebounded so fast. And, uh, you know, so in the next couple of years, you know, like the Carvana, 
and all of those little outside delivery services, you know, where they take the car to your damn house, like they're going to run the market because we're in the market of some of the weakest sales guys. And, you know, what I was able to do was just make it to where my job is secured because, you know, now we got the 21 year olds, you know, the Gen Z is what they call them. They call us. Uh, you know, we're, we're about instant gratification. You know, we want to do things. We want to do them now. We want to do it fast. We don't want to have to go to the dealership, you know, go on a test drive and then sit down, you know, go back and forth, negotiate and haggle. Like, they just want it to be 21st century. Like, like I can I can, I can, can buy a house from my phone. I can buy a car from my phone. Like, or I, I can buy everything off my phone. You know, go to Amazon, you know, order, order a damn fridge, and it's at my house in two days. Like, why can't I do that with a car? And, you know, because the car age, you know, the dealerships are still stuck in the dinosaur age and uh, where they're still filling out paper credit applications. And so, you know, what I did was I was like, well, you know, it's the 21st century. I'm going to use 21st century, you know, sales, and I'm going to be a 21st century businessman. And so it, it helped me out with a lot of customers because it was so easy. Like, I can send you a credit application to your phone. You can fill it out. And in the next 10 minutes, we're working a deal. And you're at your house sitting on the couch, you know, watching Netflix and uh, just enjoying your day off. You don't have to get off the couch and uh, actually drive to the dealership. So I was just able to completely, like, cater to the the younger crowd, but also the, you know, the older generation, you know, the 45, you know, the 55-year-olds, where they would just be able to reach out to me, you know, send me a quick text. We get on a phone call. I get all the information, figure out what you want, you know, figure out your trade-in, figure out what you want to buy, you know, what's your budget, you know, all, all, the, all the car sale stuff. And then what I was able to do was have a delivery service to where it literally just takes the car and the deal straight to your house. You don't even have to leave. So, you know, those at-home deliveries, those, those were a pretty crucial in my car sales career because, you know, customers, if you deliver a car to somebody's house, they're going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to remember this guy because he did something that no other salesman did. So I got really good at doing out-of-state deals, got really good at just delivering cars. I had my own set of drivers for the store and, you know, you call those guys up and they got it done. They're getting it taken care of in 10 minutes. But uh, that's what I was able to do and become just a technologically advanced sales guy. You know, be forward thinking, you know, forget all the uh, all the old car dog tactics. You know, you know, a lot of the information, you know, is on the Internet. You know, the price of the car, you know, how much your trading's worth. You know, all of that stuff is on the Internet. And, you know, everybody kind of surrounds themselves with, well, hell, you know, I got to know product knowledge. It, it's truly in all honesty, it's like 95% people knowledge. You know, you got to know how people react, you know, how people want to be talked to. 5% product knowledge. Like, does it have an engine? Yes. Does it have four wheels? Yes. When I press the right pedal, does it go? And the left pedal, does it stop? I mean, that's really all you need to know. You don't really need to know too much information when it comes to selling cars. But uh, what I was able to do was just completely take it, be, be a, I guess you say, a lazy sales guy but be really good at what I did and have have my own Facebook page work for me, have my customers work for me. You know, my past customers, they'd send me referrals. I'd send them a little bit of money for a referral fee. And so that's really how I got to selling all of my cars was just social media. And in the next, you know, th two, three years, like that's all it's going to be. There's going to be no more lot ups. There's no, no more people driving around the dealership. You know, you just got to get really good at being on the phone, you know, branding yourself, marketing yourself, and running Facebook advertisements to get your name out there, you know. So that's pretty much what I did from my sales career right about whenever I was a kid, you know, what I've gone through. 
And, uh, you know, I just want to kind of sum it all up. Like, guys, you know, life sucks. You know, it, 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 it fucking sucks, you know. If, uh, if life didn't give you the, the royal flush deck of cards whenever it comes to your first hand, well, I mean, who cares? Who, who, who truly cares? Because I don't. I mean, life's never going to be perfect. If it was, you know, everybody would be, you know, multimillionaires. You know, they'd be driving around in Lamborghinis and Ferraris. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to settle for the Toyota Camry that's got three wheels and a donut. You know, it happens. But what you do is you don't let that stop you. You never really, never really give up get better a little bit every single day. And when it comes to certain things in life, you just got to be relentless, you know. You never let anything stop you. You know, I watched my father get killed. Like, you know, it's a tough time. You know, it's a tough situation. But what it does, you know, they say what doesn't kill you, you know, makes you stronger. You know, I don't know about physically, but mentally it truly does. You know, there's not a lot of things in life that you can tell me that's going to truly take me back and really make me stop what I'm doing to stop being successful. You know, so what I wanted to be able to do is if you ever have anything like going on or if you want to be able to become one of those technologically advanced sales guys, you know, I'm going to be posting this on my YouTube. So leave a comment below and I'll get back with you. But guys, you know, life, you got one of it. Live full and die empty. You know what I mean? Like live your life to the fullest. Never, never go a day without giving it your all and playing all your music because at the end of the day, when you go to die, did you play all your music? Do you still have more to give? Are you going to be ready to go? Probably not. Stop playing at 40%. Give it 110%, guys. This is episode one. Episode two, I'm going to be talking about Facebook business pages and why you should build one and why is it so important to have that when you start your sales career. Peace, y'all. I like getting money. I got time to get it. Target on me, so my car's a tenant. Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it. Bobbing in the dash in the state.